Welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Steph March. Stephanie Hansen. And we are here to talk about all the food and fun things in uh, in the Christmas season, holiday season, all the things. Can I tell you, and Stephanie hasn't had a chance to watch it yet, but I just no. need to promote this thing that I worked on for a month that was so fun and so hard. Can we do this? You can be your top two in hour two. Yeah. Okay, okay. let's do top two in hour two. Give him the old one, one two. And now, the Weekly Dish presents... Top two, top two. The top two... Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two, Willie. All right, so let's go. You got a, you got a huge top two. I do. I um, For about a month, I worked on filming a show that was a fill-in for Jason's show. Um, he, It was like I took his show over. And we did a whole half hour about cookies, and we did a whole half hour about holiday entertaining. There was a visit to Kowalski's to buy cheese. There, and they did a they had the little Lucy Breeze. I love those from um, Red Redhead Red. Creamery, and then he torched the top of them with brown sugar, so he brulee them. Oh yeah, they were have so that. good. So we went and visited Leslie at Sit Better, and we drank different um, bubbly wines. We baked appetizers in my house. We had two different appetizers that we made. A highbrow appetizer that was a baked brie with sun-dried tomatoes and a lowbrow that was a cheesy crab dip. You know, the Velveeta one yeah. that we've talked about before on the show. But it was a super fun show. We did my easy rollout cookies. We got to visit with people in the Twin Cities. It was super fun. The people at Fox did such a great job shooting it. And you can find it on Weekly Dish um, right now if you want to watch it. It's also on KMSP9's YouTube channel. And it was just really fun. And I think um, we'll do more of those types of things. But I was proud of it. It was a lot of work. It was fun. I felt really proud of it when I saw it. And also, like, I have to just be okay with that my face looks completely weird all the time. You know what? And, you know, it is just what it is. You don't see yourself You're, from no. the side. No, your face is your face. It's brutal. Face but is your face. I was like, and, my, and, first reaction not supermodels. Was, and no, and my first reaction was like, can I get a new chin? And then my second reaction was no, because this is the chin I was born this with and chin. I'm just going to be myself. This is who you are. But there is that moment of like, <gasps> I know. And like eyes rolling in the back of my head, eating constantly with food on my face. But it just is what it is. Well, and, and it was also, super fun. let's be clear that most of America and most women and most people they're in that same boat with you. And so you get to be a touch point. You get to, they get to look at you and be like, and like lots of people tell us, you're kind of my best friend that you don't, that you don't uh, yeah, know. And like, you, you don't just, know it, but like, I listen to you and I love you and I need you. Yeah. And that was, it was Congratulations, nice. dude. And, and to be clear, to Jason, yeah, too, is, for making it happen. He brought me to the dance. He's been really, he's just been a really big supporter of my work and it's very appreciated. Yeah. 
Very good. Thanks. Okay. Go watch it. There it is. It's fun. All right. So, um, for, and that can be your first one or your second one or all of them or whatever you want. That can be my first one. I'll okay. tell you about my second one when you're. Done. Okay. So, my first one is just going to be Vincent, which is, you know. Oh, shoot. You stole mine. <laughs> but I'll come up with the second you part. You got to figure mine. it out. Yeah. So, Vincent opened a new restaurant, He's back. Chloe by Vincent, and it's over in, it's in the former Bacon Social House, which was never a thing. And, um, over by the Umbra and the, in the canopy, like the canopy hotel. It's by the stadium is the biggest thing that you need East to town. know. Woo, yeah, and, and quite honestly, it has the chance to be the restaurant of that neighborhood yep. because there's not a lot over there. And there's not a really good cocktail statement, so I'm hoping that they round out their menu a little bit. That would be my one, like, but otherwise than that, like, honestly, having a hang and getting beef bourguignon, that was amazing. I like, uh, we got a big bowl of beef bourguignon that had some potatoes on the side. And Oh, no, no, no. And... Uh, <laughs> And did a whole bunch of, you know, uh, God, we had, I wanted to do the escargot, but they didn't have the plates for the escargot, so we couldn't do that. And then we wanted to do the, um, God, there was something else. But nonetheless, it's really quite lovely, and it just feels casual. So I like had the if French you, onion soup. Yes, the French the onion Vincent soup. The Vincent burger was back. Yeah. Oh, I didn't do the burger yet. I had a French 75 that was made with rose gin that yeah. was fantastic. We had a beet salad that was like shaved raw beets. Yeah. Beet chips oh. that were like potato chippies. Yeah. And then like a roasted beet all in a salad that was all those three types of beets together in harmony. Yeah. It was so simple, but so delicious. And just, I was like, this is an amazing salad. Yeah. I'm what so, a great winter salad. It, they're open. I mean, they're open. It's fun. They're open. Like, I think they're dinner right now. They're going to start brunch. But it's going to be a pregame before the, mm-hmm. you know, anything at the stadium is going to be great. And I just, it's, I, the frites, all the other thing was like, we basically housed an entire plate of frites. Yes. Like, without a thought. So, okay, here's what's my your second? second part of, because it was going to be Yay French Restaurants. Okay. So, it's Yay French Restaurants Part 2. Mm-hmm. Because the second part of that is I went to Meritage for dinner for the first time since, like, the pandemic kind yep. of has been over. Oh, it was so good. Like, the moule frites. The French fries there are just amazing. The Bernays, the duck, the salad. We had a cheese course. The French 75 was perfect. The oysters, amazing. Can we say that that is the restaurant on the cover of my best restaurants issue? You've seen it, haven't you? Yes, yes. I'm a subscriber. I got I know, it. I know. And it is because they, you guys, for me, have really... After 10, 12, 15 years, however many years they've done, they are they are humming in a way that they have never worked. It's never been better. It is so dialed in. Yep. It's so... That bar team is my favorite bar team in the Twin Cities. Yeah. Those like, guys are just wonderful. And you feel good when you go there. And like, they have kind of the old rickety cafe chairs. Yeah. And I'm with my 90-year-old mother-in-law. So like, I'm like, oh, this chair. Like, they don't make... they They're like, oh, let me get you a different chair. Like, just the service, the hospitality, the way you feel when you're in there, the effortlessness with which they clear plates and silverware and bring new silverware. And it's just like you don't even really realize it's happening. Your conversation's still flowing. And it's a very beautiful can place. I, can, and if you, read, if you read the essay in the middle of the Best Restaurants package in the Minneapolis St. Paul magazine, the thing that they kick off, they kick it off for me, you know, the picture of the three barmen there. And the whole point of that is that Maybe the pandemic 
cause some people to think a little bit differently about how they do things. And maybe that was a good thing for some restaurants. And yeah, for them because- specifically it is because they, they don't work as many hours as they did. They didn't, they have really been more intentional about keeping and paying their staff the way that it works for them. Everybody has time off. They're never, they're never doing lunch again. They're like, why would we do lunch again? You know, they may do brunch at some point, but it's really smart. They're working, they're working less hours, but working better. They're working smarter. I feel like that is kind of the moral of the story of the pandemic for a lot of restaurants. For some of them, but not a lot, not all of them, but some of them. Yeah, like for a place like, I'm just going to use Red Cow Red Rabbit as an example for them. Lunch is a big part of it and brunch and they're on all cylinders and doing all the things and they're a bigger group. So they have more staffing capabilities. And but for some of these other places, like to be open on a, you know, Wednesday through Sunday, works for them and everybody can have a quality of life. That's okay too. Yeah. We shouldn't expect all things from every place. No, we shouldn't. So my second one quickly is going to be wine side where I went the other day and I got to tell you, cause you know, I went there early and I kind of did a sneak peek and I thought it was kind of brilliant and stuff. And I just went and did the cheese case and like I grabbed stuff for the cookie party Yeah, and they have great cheeses there. Like and they're really great cheeses and lots of, Tinned fish. Yes. In fact, I regret opening the tuna because nobody wanted it. It was this beautiful fat, like tono, you know, tuna. And everyone's like, "What's that tuna?" And I'm like, "It's really good on a cracker." But I wish I would have known that was I know, there. I should have shown you. You would have eaten it. I know. I'm I sure just... they threw it away. Hundred percent sure they threw it away. But that's okay. But they have, sometimes tin tuna can look like cat food if you does, don't know. I know. And that's the thing is like, I didn't like without the pretty box. Maybe there was anyway. Um, but they have a whole bunch of like, if you're thinking about doing a gift bag or bucket for someone like that is there's so many great things there that are unexpected. It's right next to Ridgedale. You get and I like went and got like one little thing of wine. They just started a lunch menu, a whole new lunch menu, arugula salad. Spectacular. Oh, I love arugula yeah, salad. Shrimp toast. Really good. I was, I liked the, we just had a really great snacky moment. I liked looking at the wines there and like just getting two ounces of the Sancier and then two ounces of this. Like I literally stood around. Yeah, it was like you did your own little wine tasting. Own, it was kind of fun. Cocktail party. All right, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. And when we come back, we have we have Alex Laudner in studio with us right now, who is going to talk a little bit about uh, where to eat with kids and holiday mayhem and all sorts of good stuff. Local writer from Eater, and she writes she's, for MSP Magazine too, and she's hosted. She's filling oh, for you. Because I've not been here, so of course so you don't I wouldn't know. think about right, that. I know. But we'll she's right here back. to talk about kids. We are back. We are talking about all the holiday things because we're going to have a few weeks off for a holiday break. And then um, I'm actually going to be the first week of January doing a little traveling with going to Mexico with a sister. And yes, then, so you want to fill in? Yes. Yeah, okay. we'll be back. So Alex will fill in. So this is—I think it is on your calendar. I think Alex I already Lodner, said that. She is a writer, a freelance writer in town. She writes for Eater. She's written for Stuff. She's filled in for me. So you'll hear her more if you are entertained. On uh, I think it's what January fifth or sixth, something like but, that. But uh, Alex wrote a piece that spoke to me because. Stephanie and I, our kids are older now, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow, all these people are coming into town and have family and friends and." Where do people eat with kids since the pandemic? Because I think I used to be more tuned into that and yeah. I'm just not. Oh, so interesting. I wanted to know, like, I was like, oh, this is really good information that Alex has figured out. Like, where do you go with kids in the Twin Cities now? Yeah. And, you know, this could open up a whole can of worms, but there's obviously different opinions about, well, some people think that they could take their kids to Spoon and Stable if they're well behaved and that's fine. 
Some people yeah. might feel like that's inappropriate if I've been saving for six months or yep. to go to a fancy. So that's a whole nother topic. But absolutely, there is really good quality food out here in the Twin Cities that you can feel really good about going out to a nice experience, but still bring your semi-behaved children yep. to. Uh, low-hanging fruit is pizza. Yeah. True. Right, let's, True. Let, so, yes, you can go to any pizza place. The two that I chose to put in the article are just elevated Amazing pizzas that and and have things on the menu that are not pizza. Because so, you need a balance if you're gonna have to have the good time too. <laughs> absolutely. And you know? the first thing that popped into my head when I wrote this is Red Wagon Pizza, which I've been mentioning a lot lately, but it's just because they are the whole deal. They have an amazing roasted vegetable side dish. Have you had that? It's uh, so No, because I've good. been eating sandwiches and pizza. So <laughs> Yum. yeah. So, Great pizza for the table. Yeah. And then get the veggies. Pastas. Amazing, beautiful pasta. They have a Wednesday night pasta thing that I was going to mention they do. later. They with do. the element yep. pasta guys. Correct. That's a great option that to go pasta hang out. Is so Correct. Good. Correct. Their pasta is divine. And they they don't push it yeah. out there in the world, but it's their great cocktail program, great wine program. I and aren't they expanding best. into the place next door? Yeah. Yes. Have they done it yet? No, no, it's just begun. Okay. Yes. So a little well, time. Just no, yeah, yeah, oh, no, okay, no. Okay, I put okay, a picture okay. up out of it. It's just okay. like they're going into Quan's, which was next yeah. door. Yep. They've gutted it. They're gonna they're in the process. To make a bigger right, space. Right. Yeah. right, exactly. And so great cocktail program and wine program for the parents and the kids are happy and it's a boisterous, joyful yes. place. And it's family owned. You're not gonna you're not gonna bum anybody out by Nobody being there will with bum your out. Yeah. No. Pizzeria Lola down the street, same same story. Really good quality food. You're not gonna feel like you sacrificed and you went down to the mall to feed your kids because right, you wanted to get Applebee's. out of the house. Sorry, right? Applebee's. Right. I wasn't gonna mention names, but yes, exactly. And you know, they have cookies, they have the bre- the bread they give you in the beginning. What's why can't like I think dough? of it? Anyway, yes. yes. <laughs> so yeah, dough. That's dough. the word it's I was like looking the for. Dough. Thank you, a You're professional. Welcome. It's Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> um and then bistros, neighborhood bistros. Yeah. And I, I live in Como and I don't really have one and that bums me out. The yeah. closest the closest to us is Brunson's. Oh, I love which is a pub, which, which is, is a pub. But isn't that surprising? You walk in there and you're like, okay, I just brought my kid to a bar. I mean, sweet home Alabama reference. Yes. But it's so kid friendly. It is nothing but families yeah, it's and families. kids. Mm-hmm. It's so great. They have those amazing chicken wings mm, a good, that are really thighs that mm, are so exactly. good. Exactly. Um, just good quality burgers. Again, you're not going to feel like you're compromised. It's kind of how I feel about Shamrocks, which is where Thomas, who owns Brunson's, was a bartender at Shamrocks for many years. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Because yeah. Shamrocks is a real, it's a giant bar, but it's, it's a real giant. family place too. Well, right. I don't, yeah, I guess pubs and taverns for me are family friendly usually. I mean, like dive bars, maybe necessarily aren't, but right. like some of the ones that we're talking about, like, I don't think I feel weird about bringing my kid into like a pub or a tavern. No. And, you know what I mean? And Brunson's, absolutely. Nobody, it's a family You know what? It's really about the servers, how they make you feel. Yes. Do they look at you funny if you brought in your kid? You yeah. walk into Brunson's on a Sunday morning for brunch and it is all, all families. families. Yeah. And then in the Minneapolis side, Tilia. Yeah. Oh, that that's true. That's a great one. You go wrong with Tilia. Absolutely. Everything there works. Yeah. From the ugh, the turkey burger. Yeah. Another local family owned spot. Correct. Who has a kid who's, right. you know, my kid's age. So they know. They know how to. I just like Buster's on 28th, the Groveland Tap, Highland Grill, yep. the Lowbrow, High Low Diner. Like, well, all of all of Blue Plate. Yeah. All of Blue Plate. Longfellow Grill is on my list. Anything in that category true, where true. you can, you don't feel, you feel like, you know, the parents, the family, the friends 
all got to go out a night out too and got to have a beer, got to have a really good cocktail. But crafting crew too, like the block in SLP yes. and the you know, block. Duke I just talked about it yesterday morning because yeah, they have a whole Hanukkah dinner oh, you can do? order. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Yes, yes. Yesterday I was on with Bradley and, and Dawn and we yeah. talked about Sufka Niot and oh, I mentioned yeah. the block. You can order the whole kit and caboodle for Hanukkah. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. I love the block. The it's block. in my neighborhood. Yep. It's great. It is. It is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what else? Hot plate. Now, hot plate. I don't even know about that is, hot plate. Uh, what it's, is it's hot plate? It's contentious for me. Yeah. Oh, is it? Because it's over the top busy. And so yeah. I... Where is it? Overstimulate. It's, it's South Minneapolis. Yeah, it's yeah, very Nicomas-y. hidden. Yeah, and it's Nicomas area. It's a breakfast place. They had... Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like... Giant pancakes. Yep, giant pancakes. They had my favorite pumpkin pancakes of all time. Ooh. And gingerbread pancakes in the past. Okay. And they oh. are just a breakfast. They're just like... They don't care about... They just are going to do what they're doing. And, they're, yeah. and they have like... Lunch boxes and crazy, or they used to. Well, and, and the problem for me was clowns. There There's was a lot, a lot of clowns. Of clowns. There. there are a lot of clowns. <laughs> but I, I, I hesitated to put them in, but their food is so good and yeah. the fr- service hot is plate. fantastic. Have you hot never plate. been to Hot Plate? No, it's so fun. It's never so, even heard of it. Seriously, take Ellie. She would love it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. it's for breakfast. kids of all ages. Breakfast yeah. is her favorite meal. Yeah. It's just it's really really fun. So the reason I hesitated is because I was trying to go for you know the elevated space where you could. No, nope. and it's just—it's so good. It's you fun. cannot not go there. It's absolutely. Fun. It's absolutely. Uh, let's see what else I mentioned. Uh, speaking of breakfast, butter tin. Yeah. Yep. No brainer in both locations. I was just at the Minneapolis location with my friend and her. I want to say he's two. I'm sorry, I can't remember. Well, he is a fantastic kid. You could take him anywhere. But it was everyone was looking at him and helping. Yeah. It's just an attitude that you feel when you walk in with your yeah. kids, and you just know. And that's what I tried to to use for this reference guide. Like you said, people are going to look this up and well, where am I not going to be stared down, but I really don't want to go to, I really don't want to go to Rosedale. Right. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yep. And you, and you don't have to kind of shish. Oh, yeah. on Grand Avenue. On Grand I forget Avenue. about that place. Again, you order at the counter, you go sit down, relax, but elevated food, great food, good quality food. You're not, you're not compromising. You're not going to a fast food. Is Digidio's on West seventh on your list? It is not. It is not. I, Wanted to narrow down the pizza Italians <laughs> yeah, situation. Well, and maybe that's why I always think of like, because I think of Italian places because yeah. kids can always have buttered noodles, right? Right, right. And I wanted to not only do the pizza and burgers place, like Hazel's, Hazel's on the list. Hazel's and in Northeast is real cute. Real cute, real cute. It's both casual and elevated. Hazel's reminds me of Tilia uh-huh. in that same sort of vibe. I went to uh, Sunday, last Sunday, I stopped in and, at Bungalow Club. Which has I was just there on Wednesday. I know I saw that, and they had pasta and trap night on Sunday nights, which is great. And I was with uh, Elisa, Nick, and Flory. And Flory had is she's like a you know she's like a three year old who had like buttered noodles with a little sausage in it. But then she would eat little things off our plates, and it was just like because the pasta night is so great. It's not like it's like pasta, but there's like some you know what I mean. It's not gonna right. like it's not gonna be so fancy that she can't just take a couple noodles off right. your plate too. Right. And it was just like it was just like so chill. The entire place right. was so chill. And it's not even about when I was thinking about this piece, I wasn't really necessarily about was thinking about food that's good for the kids. Right. It was more the whole experience for the family. This Perfect. is great. Thank I you for this. visiting us, Alex, and telling us about where to eat with kids. You're very welcome. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. Those were a lot of great tips and even just like nights out. Just good nights out. Yeah, and just, you know, if you I think if you are like having family come and you know you don't have like small kids yourself, like just to tap back into what's happening in the kid world is good. Yeah. Okay, so one of the things I wanted to talk about today, uh 
was, I, and this is one of those questions that we get a lot, are places that are open on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Because there are places, there are a lot of people who are kind of like, you know, maybe we want to cook, maybe we don't want to cook. Maybe we're going to cook the big day, but we kind of want to do something else afterwards. And now that... You know, there are still a lot of meal kits and things out there, but I think that there's it's worth it to mention a few places that are open on Christmas Eve. The Lexington's going to be open. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, wonderful. Okay, that's marvelous. Um, I noticed that Sawadee in Minneapolis is going to be open uh, on Christmas Eve, and that's kind of fun. Also, most of the hotel restaurants, like Manello, is open Which on Christmas is Eve. real good. Manello at the Hotel Ivy is marvelous, and they have beautiful food and that is a celebration let me tell you what the wine list outstanding um there's also uh, uh cafe ana hector ruiz's place in south minneapolis that is also open on christmas eve which is fun um someone wanted to know of a great thai restaurant that was a question that came oh in. you're right an that- amazing thai yeah in uptown is a family-owned restaurant that i think is super delicious also owns, which is on University Avenue. That's another family restaurant. And then if, oh yeah, Ons Kitchen. Yep, uh, owns Ons. If Ons, you're Ons. also in like the Golden Valley, Plymouth area, Nong N G O N G Nong's Bistro is also great. Yep, agree. Um, and Sabadi is open on oh, Christmas yes, Eve, for sure. so there's that. Um, Mara is open, you guys, and I'm looking at three reservations at for the dinner. At Mara, if you want to do that well, on there Christmas you Eve, go. five, five fifteen, and five thirty, <laughs> you got to go early. Uh, there's Twin Cities Four Hundred Tavern. That's a fun little place to go get burgers and and stuff um, on Christmas Eve. There are a lot of. Um, oh no 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 no! Sorry, never mind. Okay, uh, I'm going to tell you that Origami is open uh, uh, for sushi. That on sounds fun. Christmas Eve, I like that idea. Um, also, uh, the Fire Lake Grillhouse and Cocktail in, um, what is that? Fire Lake's Grillhouse and Cocktail? I don't even know what that is. Because it's not, it's not, oh, it is. It's the one at the mall. That's what it is. Oh, okay. Okay, so then Wooden Paddle is the one downtown Minneapolis, and that one is also open. The Wooden Paddle Eatery, which is our friend Nikki Heber, his place, and that's downtown Minneapolis, and that one is open. The Wooden Paddle, is that where he's working? Because yeah. I love that kid. Yeah, I know. He's great. He makes great food. He does, and that's a highly recommended spot. The Wood, Wooden Paddle. Uh, wood and Paddle. paddle. Got Two it. Things. Two things. Um, and then places like Bloomington Chop House looks like it's open, which is a South Suburban, you know, uh, uh, steakhouse. And it's it's very casual, but they kind of, they do good stuff down there. I will tell you that. And I feel like that kind of, they never get a shout out. And Layla, I just recommended that to someone looking for a date night, looking for steak in the South Metro. Yeah. Layla, attached to the Sheraton. That's good. Is great. Also, uh, if you're looking for Chris, or excuse me, New Year's Eve, not yeah, Christmas oh yeah, Eve, we got New, New Year's Eve. Eve. Nine twenty-five has a lot of reservations that are open, and that's in Long Lake. No, that's Wyzetta. Okay, thank you. Nine twenty-five. It's the hotel yep. landing restaurant. Yep, yep. Yeah, Wyzetta. Sorry. Yeah, um, those are what, just two different things. <laughs> what I like about this idea is is that you can pop around a little bit. You can walk around. You can experience. You know, you could spend the night too. Oh yeah. Um, there's a lot of dinners that are happening for New Year's Eve. It feels like Petit Leon has one up called Year of the Liger. Oh, that would be good. I know. And, uh, there's, I don't even know if it's sold out or not yet, but that one is a, that's a great multi-course dinner that could be really fun. They're good. Instead of doing like a fancy thing, they're basically becoming a Chinese restaurant in their mind. They have a couple of different, but that's fun. I know. That's the, I think like you should be doing fun stuff on New Year's Eve. You know, like you should be like 
doing like not. I mean, I I'm all for like doing a big classic dinner too. Those uh-huh. are also fun and delicious. But I also feel like just grabbing a bunch of crazy food is also fun. Um. Yes. We uh we are New Year's Eve is sort of we usually we have a plan. What's your plan? But well, a plan is to go to a friend's house for dinner. But um, our friend has been sick, so I don't know. Oh. We may end up at the last minute needing to do something, and then I don't know. Like we've never actually had New Year's Eve at home. Really? No. Okay. So then it would be like steak maybe and crab legs or something. I don't know. I'd have to brave the Costco St. Louis Park, and I just don't know if I'm up for that. I mean, there is a little bit of, you like know. the parking lot alone. Um, I think that there's a lot to say about, you know, New Year's Eve itself is kind of one of those, like, you know, we always call it uh, <laughs> um, uh, amateur night. Right. Because when you're going out, when you go to the bars, it's insane. I've had too many that I can tell. But, I mean, there's dinners. I mean, you could go to Calzada. I've just I just pulled up the New Year's Eve uh, list and it looks like ooh there's uh you could go to O'Shaughnessy Distilling and do like a whole experience there that'd be fun that'd be fun um a question has come in Stephanie and yeah. I have an answer but it's so lame okay um a woman called in and she has she wants to eat out with her husband but he's got nutritional problems and needs nutritional information on the menu. And all I can think about is like fast casual national chains that do that. Um, yes. Or their Mill City, Mill City Mill Kitchen, City Kitchen which is, is the other one, which it, is great. It's lovely. It does. Yeah, they definitely do that. And I would also say, um, I feel like the one that's attached to the Lifetime Fitness, the Rare Sushi, if you, you know yeah. what I mean? They do that kind of thing. Yep. Um, there's not a lot though. Like what is it? And she wants specifically she, her husband's diabetic. So right. Needs nutritional to know. information on the menus. Yeah. You'd have to, but I would also say if you're going to go, it depends on what kind of nutrition you're looking for. If you're looking for like sugars or if you're looking for all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like, you can either talk to the chef and trust them, or you can go to somewhere that's very vegetable focused yep. and then consider what you're ordering and how it's being prepared. You can have conversations. For sure. I would go if you if you think that it's a if you're getting into a lot of details, I would go to a place that is more chef focused. Someone who's actually either making things every week or thinking about things and in, in knows exactly what goes into their stuff. One other question that came in was about eggnog. And I'm going to actually post my eggnog recipe because I have a good recipe. But she said, I love eggnog, but it's so bad for me. And I'm wondering if there's a lighter version. And here's the answer. And my snarky answer is no. But my non-snarky answer is you could make it with half and half. Well, yeah. So it would be thinner. It wouldn't have that same consistency. You wouldn't get that frothiness, but you would still get the taste. You could also, there's a thing my mom used to make called, we used to call it guggle muggle. (laughs) Cute. I don't even know what that is. I know. And I don't even know what it is. And maybe mom, if you're listening, you could just send me that. I know, but guggle muggle was like, she would take egg yolks and whip them you know, with sugar, and then it would, it's kind of like an eggnog, but it was definitely less, like what eggnog is today is not what I used to think Guggle Muggle was. Yep. I haven't thought of that in years. That's insane. The Guggle Muggle. The Guggle Muggle. Um, I, we got a, someone who called in and said, Gary's Supper Club is open for Christmas, serving steak and lobster. That's a new place down in, they took over Harry's Cafe, Harry's Scratch Kitchen in Lakeville. Gary Winchell, who used to own um, Stella's, and a bunch of people took over and recreated it as a supper club. It looks kind of swank. I just have to say, Stephanie, I've learned a lot on our show today. (laughs) I'm just like, wow, look at all these new places. Look at all these things and things. 
Um, so let's say you are going to a cocktail party. I do want to talk a little bit quickly just as in the next few minutes about some cocktail party apps. If you aren't going out for dinner, but you are looking for things to bring. Here's a thing that I just found last night and I'm going to find the recipe and put it on. But you know when they take, you know, we've done those Nutella stars where you take the, the, the puff pastry thing and you twist it and it turns into this beautiful star. Yes. Looking thing. Somebody made made a savory version, which of course made me go, no. And it was, it's with like pulled pork almost, but like they call it, it's pork floss, which is just, you know, kind of shredded pork and scallion sauce in there. And then they twisted and did the baking like that. And I was like, yes, I want a savory pastry, porky wreath. That's what I want. So there's that. So I'm going to put a recipe up for that because I think I might make it. I don't know for when or where, but I'm going to make it. So Um, I don't know. What do you think? What is your best, if you have to bring something, what did you bring? Well, you brought shrimp last night. Yeah, the appetizer I made on Jason's show, I make all the time. It's you cut the top off brie. Yeah. You put sun-dried tomatoes, olive oil, uh, garlic, basil, little red pepper flakes, little salt, and then you butter up some uh, sliced almonds and pour that over the top, and it becomes this sort of ooey-gooey You put it in the oven? Situation, yeah. I yeah. make that a lot. I was telling someone else about Rush Creek Reserve and about yes. slicing the top off, and they said that their friend put it in the oven. And I was like, I don't want that in the oven, actually. I just want that to be room temp. You yep. just have to take that out and let it sit there. In fact, at the second party I went to last night after cookie party, there was the last little bits, but it had been sitting out for a couple hours. And I was like, excellent. It is now perfect. Yeah. And I basically scraped the inside of that cheese thing out and ate it. <laughs> sounds delicious. I know. Um, Are but- you like someone like there's the brie wheel that you like make the dough balls around it and you make the big wreath? And no, then you I've dip never the done that. Ball into the brie. I've never done wreathy things. I've never done like or like uh, Christmas tree boards. Yeah, no, uh-uh. I've never done any of that. Mostly, I bring snacks, which are the things I want to eat, which is always cheese. Yes. You guys, it's always cheese. And then, but I thought like I would, and then I do the dips and my favorite way to do like chips, you know, I've done those before the Buffalo chips where you just take really great kettle yeah, chips I forgot about and you this. throw a bunch of blue cheese and a bunch of uh, scallions on it. And then you have a little bit of creme fraiche drizzled on it and then Buffalo sauce on it. And that's to me is like what I would also eat sitting in my couch. Also delicious. Also delicious. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You guys, we're going to come back. We're going to wrap it up. So if you have any questions, you might want to send it and uh, give us a call or send us on the tweets. Because uh, this is the last show that we have until until we see you in the new year. Yes. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us on this holiday, schmoliday, happy, happy-go-lucky uh, time. Have you watched enough uh, Hallmark movies? Have you watched any? I haven't watched one. Oh. I have not had time. I have. And it's fine. I've been, like, cleaning my house, and they're on in the background. I'm waiting that's for Emily in Paris. Oh, I forgot that Which that Which is starts. not a good show. It's, like, pablum. No, it's, it's not candy. a good show. But it is just the you outfits know, and the travelogue, and she's real sweet. It just, I don't know. I just, and both Kurt and I watch it together. Oh. He, but, you know, he loves a good rom-com. Yeah, okay. That's kind of sweet. He was the other day, I shouldn't out him, but he was crying at Pitch Perfect for like the 10th time. Oh, that's very I sweet. I could hear the acapella the singing, and I was downstairs <laughs> wrapping presents, and I got this huge smile on my face because I thought, I know I'm going to walk upstairs right now 
And he's going to be sitting on the couch crying. Oh, it's like his okay, acceptable he's, man release. Yes, that's and wonderful. And he like likes to cry. It makes him feel cleansed. It yeah. gets rid of weird emotions. Oh, so good. he watches sad movies. Or no, not I was sad like, movies. I was like, Pitch Perfect is not a sad well, movie. Well, no, also he he can't watch the movie. It's a Wonderful Life without crying at least six times. Well, that is so a that's a that's, that's coming a up. Horker. Yeah. Also, uh, <laughs> the Holiday Inn. Like yeah. he's got a whole list of these are. He cries at Sweet Home Alabama. Like I, he has a whole list of movies that if he's watching those, I know he's needing an emotional release. <laughs> Tell you what, I think that's pretty great. Um, okay. uh, someone wanted to mention that Julia in the Emory Hotel is having Christmas Eve dinner. Oh, great! So okay, that's another one. Uh, where to buy loose leaf tea? Tea? Did we? Mrs. Kelly's. Okay, and Lexi's favorite place is Sencha Tea Bar. Lexi, you love that. Yeah, I used to work there for like three years, and they're a boba tea place, but they sell like loose leaf tea. They, they do. Time, they sell so all kinds of tea. Town. Yeah, they're all over. They have like three locations, I think three or four, maybe. Yeah, there's one in St. Paul, and then there's one that's like in Uptown. So. Yeah, yeah. We uh, and then we love Mrs. Kelly's. I've mentioned that before. I think I mentioned that last week. The peppermint. Mm-hmm. Uh, the peppermint petal tea is my favorite, and I just love I love her gift boxes because again, it's one of those things that as a tea drinker, you know, like I may buy like some tea here and I may buy like a little box here, but then you know, having like a whole little collection to pick from is very fun. I liked the blueberry decaf that I just had that was in that box. Yes, um, your muggle, cuggle, cuggle, muggle, guggle, muggle, guggle, muggle. She called this woman called it kogel muggle. Just heard Stephanie March talking about her mother making the whipped egg yolk and sugar. My husband introduced this to me as something his mother made for him growing up in Poland. They made it by whipping an egg yolk, sugar, and just a bit of lemon juice. It's very smooth it. and it's sweet. Can't believe I heard you mention it. My husband calls it Kuggle Muggle. Yeah. Oh, that is funny. I'm look. I just actually, you guys, I just, I never thought to Google it. And there's like a whole bunch of stuff about two grandmothers, two Guggle Muggles. <laughs> <laughs> They say it's a Jewish cold fighting concoction of mysterious origins and disputed pronunciations and ingredients. <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, does this sound like the guggle muggle? Uh, I just asked my mother the other day and she said, here's how you do it. What you do is you take the yolk of an egg and you beat it as well as you can with a teaspoonful of sugar. Then you get a cup of milk or a little bit more and you heat it until it's almost boiling. And then you add it to the egg and mix it and drink it. That's it. That's it. That's we didn't have lemon, model. but we had it was. But so it's not like eggnog, but it's kind of like eggnog. Sure. But it's milk and egg yolk. And that is amazing. That's Guggle Muggle. And we used to make her make it all the time. Wow. OK, yeah. I might have to put that on the uh, I might have to make some and put it on the you old might grams. have to make a recipe. Yeah, for it I think so I that will. People can. All right, you guys. Thanks for it. You guys. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. The 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 response to that. Um, this was a crazy question, though. I don't know about this. Where to get good cocktails and appetizers in the Twin Cities? I mean, there's that's everywhere, kind of. I mean, uh, like, yeah, cocktails and appetizers. Uh, oh, that also has non-alcoholic drinks. Got it. Got it. Everybody has non-alcoholic drinks now. I would tell you that the there's a really good chance that wherever you want to go, there's going to be a great round of non-alcoholic drinks because the NA Bev thing is become finally it's become enough to be sustainable to make you know to make people want to put things on their menu because people are seeking them. Tomorrow there's a place called Marigold, and it is in South Minneapolis, and it is a non-alcoholic store. Yeah, and it carries tomorrow. all non-alcoholic it's open beverages. Now. Yeah, she's... but they're having a shopping event. Oh, they have yeah, they have a market tomorrow, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah, but 
they you can go there. Also, but I will tell you, it's not a restaurant. You, it's very important to know. Yes, that she it's was a asking, non-alcoholic bar. No, it's not. It's got a little sitting bar with six seats. Okay, but you're not going to get food here. No, that's what I no want. Food. Like you're, it's it's a bottle shop, and then they have a little place, a tasting bar where you got can it. like. Do that's that. a better way to describe yeah. it. Uh-huh. Um, also, Certix has a giant case of yes. non-alcoholic spirits. Um, but if she want, and you could go to Certix sidebar and say, "I want a non-alcoholic drink." What do you got? Yeah, they, and they have appetizers. They have great appetizers, and mm-hmm. they have cocktails, and they have any beverages too. And just like Spoon and Stable does too, yeah. everyone does now. You just have to ask them. I uh, think Petit Leon has a great yeah. non-alcoholic menu. I would tell you that going to Spoon and Stable, <clears throat> like, and go sit in the bar. They've got all the beautiful, you know, pine and lighting Very and everything Christmas-y else right now. And doing and sitting at that bar and getting a cocktail and an NA Bev and a couple snacks is the right way to do that. Like, pop in. Everyone's got their attention on Mara anyway, so go ahead and go to Spoon and Stable. Yeah, but Mara is also a great option to go and sit in the bar, have a couple drinks, have a snack, and then and then move on. I think that's definitely fun. Uh, we did have a question. Where are you signing books today again? It's uh, Barnes, Barnes and Noble, Noble Edina. Galleria. One to three. Galleria. Okay. And then Brie dishes to make for the holidays. Besides the one that you just said, the melty one. I would say this. Here's another good one. You can take crostini and then you can crisp up some prosciutto. And then you put that on a crostini and then you put the brie on top. And then you just, and then I like to put like, uh, you know, like a sage leaf on top of that. You stick them in the oven and you just get them a little bit melty. And then that's all that you need. Olive oil, brie, and prosciutto with like a little herb of some kind. You can do thyme, you can do sage, whatever. That is like, I would house a hundred of those. I would say too, if you're feeling like you want to do something like that, you could do a fig jam underneath yes. or an orange marmalade if you underneath love a the cheese. Sweet thing, because I'm anti-sweet yep. so i would not do it but there's there's definitely that i did have like i had like something there was too much honey on a thing and i was like i just need everyone to lay off the honey like our s- drinks are sweet the after is sweet the pre is sweet like i need a moment Would, do you feel different if it's hot honey because i feel like i'm putting teeny hot tiny. honey on everything i know but only a teeny tiny difference because it's still sweet um, and it's unbalanced that idea of of burlaying uh, a delicious bunch of brie yeah. that like the little Lucy is a great one to do it with. That was really unexpectedly delicious. Yeah. Cause you still got the, the top. cheese. Yeah. But, and you weren't masking the whole flavor of the cheese, but you just had that little burlade crispy top, which just gave it a little sweetness. That was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would say that if you're doing any sort of like, and also just like if you're doing any little wraps, like take the crostini, which are those little long breadsticks and then do a little tiny, like take your prosciutto. You, and if you want to like cut the rind off your brie and whip the brie with a little bit of cream, then you spread it on some prosciutto and you roll up your crostini with the brie and prosciutto. <laughs> Anything with brie and prosciutto is what <laughs> I'm saying. She's just like, it's all brie all the time. It's all brie all the time. Also, like I know that there's some of the stores. Let's be clear on something else. The grocery stores are selling those huge president wheels. You know, sometimes they're on super big deal, like $9 for this massive wheel. Just remember, like, the better the brie, like, it's going to be a little bit more aged. It's going to be a little smaller. And that brie is good for cooking with, but exactly. it has no taste on its own. I was going to say, don't, it's not this fancy is, just because it's brie is what no, I want to get across. This is the perfect thing to pour all those sun-dried tomatoes yep. and all that balsamic 100%. vinegar and the almonds. And because you're yep. just using the consistency of the cheese and the vessel 
it's not really the best tasting yeah. cheese. And and I would tell you that anything that has a triple cream has more than three milks. Leave it alone. That's amazing and perfect. That was that one I brought last night. That yeah, was that French little sit. soft beauty. And it's three milks. Anytime you see like three milks or three creams or whatever, it's going to be good. I, four Fat Fowl is a California oh, cheese love that them. is pretty great if you're looking for high-end brie. Right. Okay. So there's. Okay. are you going to do markets or anything? You're, yeah. you're off to go do I'm this. I'm going to sign books and then I'm tomorrow. Oh, staying at home and wrapping the rest of my gifts, and maybe I'll eat some chili. Maybe I don't I'll know. see some of you at Muriel tomorrow. We'll see. Oh, All right, everybody. Fun. Ciao, ciao. Happy holidays.